Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Now last Tuesday we said that this morning we were going to pray with all the students that are going out in mission this week, expecting fresh anointing, fresh oil from above. So let the Lord encourage us with his word first of all. Paul, when he's writing to the Romans, talks about the inheritance that we have. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Co-heirs with Christ. There's a lot in both the Old and the New Testament about inheritance. We can only lay hold of our inheritance if we believe that we have that inheritance. Now you see, Paul does not say you will become heirs or co-heirs with Christ but you are already co-heirs with Christ. And the scripture speaks about the fact that you only have inheritance after the death of somebody, but the death has already taken place. Not only the death of Jesus, but your co-crucifixion with him. So you have been crucified with Christ, so you are able to lay hold of your inheritance as a co-heir with Christ. And Jesus actually explained to the disciples at the Last Supper what that would mean. All that belongs to the Father belongs to the Son, and all that belongs to the Son, the Holy Spirit makes known to you. So your inheritance is everything that the Father has, everything that the Son has, and everything that the Holy Spirit has. That is your inheritance. Now, if you have an inheritance, you have that by right. I've heard uh, some preachers say, you know, we have no rights before God. I don't believe that's biblical. We have the right of everything that belongs to our inheritance. However, we have to enter into that inheritance in the way that, that God says. If we have everything that belongs to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then the Lord himself is our inheritance. And we have relationship with him, so obviously we enter into that inheritance through that relationship. In Psalm 16, verse 5, in the truth version, the Lord is my portion, my inheritance, And my cup. He has allotted me pleasant places where I have a glorious inheritance. Not where I will have, but where I already have a glorious inheritance. So God wants to see me and He wants to see you living in the good of our inheritance every day laying hold 
of that inheritance by faith. Because that's the only way you can take hold of it. But you can only take hold by faith of what you believe is yours. This is why Jesus says, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours because you believe you have the right to see that prayer answered. Hello? Because this is the promise of Jesus, isn't it? That whatever we ask in prayer, we will receive if we believe. So this faith is absolutely key to our ability to uh, take hold of our inheritance. And of course, we express that faith in prayer. So one of the purposes of prayer, one of the chief purposes of prayer, is to enable us to download from heaven that inheritance that we have, that inheritance which is, as Paul puts it to the Ephesians, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All the blessings, all the inheritance is in Christ. We're co-heirs with him. We're not heirs without him. So the Lord is our portion. The Lord is our cup. The Lord is our inheritance. And he's brought us into a pleasant place, a spacious place. And that spacious place is really in Christ. That in Christ we have this incredible uh, inheritance that God has chosen to give us. Now, an inheritance isn't something that you earn. Nobody earns inheritance. It's something that is given. So God wants us to understand that his joy, his pleasure, is to give us the inheritance that his son has provided for us through his sacrifice, through the cross and through the resurrection. So God delights when we have that kind of faith, the faith that he's been talking to us about these last two or three weeks, where we will not be denied. We just will not be denied because, and God loves that kind of faith, because to God that is real faith. Real faith says, I will not be denied, but I will take hold of that which is mine in Christ Jesus. God loves that kind of faith. He's looking for that kind of faith all the time. doesn't always find it. You know, there's that scripture, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find that kind of faith, uh, even among his own people? So, we want to express that faith in our lives, don't we? Amen. Amen. Jesus, of course, lived when he was on earth in total dependence upon his father. He says again and again, as we know, that he can't do anything himself. He speaks only what the father gives him to speak, does only what he sees the father doing. He knew where he belonged. This was part of the controversy that he had with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who opposed him. He said that their problem was they didn't know where they belonged, but he knew where he belonged. And you see, you know where you belong. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong here. You belong to God. You belong in heaven. Yeah. 
God has seated you in heavenly places. That's where you belong. So when you encounter the Lord in heavenly places, you're actually encountering him in the place where you belong. You're not a visitor. That's the place where you belong as a child of God who he has redeemed and raised up, glorified for himself. So this is your wonderful inheritance that you are allowed to draw near with faith in full assurance of, uh, uh, sorry, uh, with full assurance of faith, with a, a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. So God, Jesus, of course, was doing this all the time. In, in the weakness and, and the limitations of his humanity, he could not contain all the blessings of, of heaven, of glory, that were his before he became man, but all those blessings were his, and all that glory still was his, but he had to download it through prayer, through dependence upon the Father. And it's the same for us. We have this inheritance of every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Not we will have, but God has already blessed us in that way. We already have this rich inheritance. So by our prayer of faith, we download everything that we need, even everything that we desire, Jesus said. But desire for his glory, for the outworking of his will and his purpose in our lives. Now, there's something else in Scripture that we need to put alongside inheritance. And that is this word consecration. Do you remember when God was dealing with Joshua to prepare the people to cross the Jordan and enter the promised land, he made it clear to to Joshua that the people were to consecrate themselves and then they would be able to enter in to the land. Consecration, as we know, has already taken place when Jesus took you to the cross, crucified you with him. He was, in effect, consecrating you to the Father. That consecration, in one sense, has already happened. So, the scripture says, you are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. That not being your own, is really the essence of consecration. You are not your own, you are consecrated to the Lord. You are sanctified, made holy, set apart for his plans and purposes. Now we know this. So we put a consecration and inheritance together because that's what God was doing for the people before they crossed the Jordan and entered into the promised land. We are entering into the land of promises. I believe the church in this country for the last 20 years or so has been in the wilderness. There have been some good things happening because 
If you read the scripture, in the wilderness, good things happen. There was a wonderful move of God in the 70s and 80s, and since then, there's been a wilderness period. But God is bringing us out of the wilderness into a land of promise. And I believe the move of God for which he's preparing us is going to be even greater than that which some of us who are old enough were able to experience in the 70s, 80s. Uh, that was a simply a wonderful time. Nothing like that is happening at this moment, to my knowledge, in this nation. We have little breakouts of the Spirit here and there every now and again. But we need that move of God that is going to impact the nation, not just the church in the nation. As what happened in the 70s and 80s, is the church was greatly impacted. If you knew, knew the church in the 60s, it was almost unrecognizable by the time you got to the end of the 80s. So much complete transformation had happened uh, spiritually in the life of the church in this nation. But the nation itself was not largely impacted um, and, and you can see that because ever since then, the nation spiritually, socially, uh, politically has just gone down and down and down. But that's good because when things are at their lowest point, that's when God usually steps in. And uh, I, I'm ready for God to step in again, aren't you? And to do something really, really significant that is going to turn the tide. There's a, a, lot of, a lot more Christians now, a lot more born-again people. There are some big churches, but I don't know of anywhere that's really living in what I call full revival. But there are enough people that are praying for that. And I believe there are, God is, is preparing groups of people all over the place for this consecration that will enable them to enter into their full inheritance. Now, if you sort of tried to describe what God has been doing amongst us in recent weeks, or last term as well as this term, you would see that there has been a progressive work of consecration going on in your lives. Those of you who came as new students in October, you are in a different place spiritually now because that is what God has been working in you. And even those of us who have been here for many years on the team, God is still working that same consecration within us. You never come to the end of that process. Jesus has already consecrated us fully through his sacrifice on the cross, but we have to again enter by faith through love in obedience to all that he has provided for us. Now, the more we are yielded to him, surrendered to him, which is what happens in consecration, the more you are able to take hold of your inheritance. You see, Jesus lived in the full glory of his heavenly inheritance while he was on earth because he was fully, totally, perfectly, completely Surrendered, consecrated to the Father. All that, all that concerned him was not his own glory, but that the Father was going to be glorified, that he completed the purpose for which the Father had sent him here on earth. 
So Jesus lived in this perfect consecration. So Jesus was able to download from heaven all the blessings, resources that he needed for the Father to work through the Son in order to fulfill the plan and purpose that God had for him while he was here on earth. So we can see all that being outworked in Jesus. And we can see that God is outworking it in us, albeit in a less perfect way, but nevertheless the same process. But we have to acknowledge, you see, that we are totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit for that process to take place. That we are consecrated, this, this work of consecration is a work of the Spirit, this faith that we need to lay hold of our inheritance is also a work of the Spirit. The Spirit of faith, with the same Spirit of faith we believe, the Scripture says. Uh, the same Spirit of faith that was operating in Jesus, the same Spirit of faith that was operating in the Apostles and the, and the believers we read of in the Acts of the Apostles, that same Spirit of faith is available to us to work in us. So as we depend upon the spirit of consecration, the spirit of faith, we are able to enter in and take hold of that inheritance. And what God has been speaking to us about, especially in this, this term, in the last two or three weeks, during our, our three weeks of prayer and fasting, was this boldness and this perseverance in prayer, this determination. We are not going to be put off. We are not going to be denied. God does not want to deny you, you see. This is the point. He has chosen already to give you that full inheritance. You are already a co-heir with Christ. You have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has already brought you into this pleasant place, this spacious place. That inheritance is yours already. So he has no desire to withhold anything from you. As far as God is concerned, the more you lay hold of by faith, the better he likes it the more he is glorified. Why? Because, you see, you can only bear fruit as you receive from him. And that life, that love, that power, all those resources flow through your life and out of you as a river of living water to bless other people. And God has been making this abundantly clear, hasn't he? That even when we come in here and we worship every morning, we're not here for ourselves. We carry with us in our hearts, in our lives, we carry with us all those to whom God sends us, all those for whom we will live now and in the future, all those who are going to be blessed through you. You carry them within you. And what, what God does in you is for them. You get blessed in the process, but God does not bless you as an end in itself. He blesses you so that all those that you carry within you. Now, you don't even know who those are, but these are the people that God has prepared for you to encounter in your life. These are the good works that he has prepared for you to walk in. Those good works are not things, they're people. 
There are people that are going to be impacted by you. And there's people that are going to be impacted by you even this week. People that you don't know, people that you've never met before, but they're going to have an encounter with God because they're going to have an encounter with you. And you see, you're going out in the name of the Lord, in the name of God, with the life of God, with the love of God, with the power of God. And some of you are very conscious of your weakness in this respect, but that's good because his power is made perfect in weakness. The more weak we are, the more, we, or the more of our weakness we, we, uh, we, we sense, the more likely we are to depend upon him upon the resources, the life, the power of his spirit, and the inheritance that is ours through him. So, we can always be full of great expectation. You see, we need to understand here the relationship between hope and faith. You know, hope relates to that which lies in the future. You see, that full inheritance eternally is your hope. Faith lays hold of that. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So faith lays hold of those things. What, you know, it means that today you will not lay hold of everything. But everything is still part of that hope. And tomorrow you will lay hold of more. And next week you will lay hold of more. Next month you will lay hold of more. Next year you will lay hold of more. Because what is your hope is already yours. You see, the inheritance is already yours. It's not hope, it's not like worldly hope where... You, you know, you hope something will happen, you hope it'll be a nice day or something like that. There's, it's absolutely sure and certain that we have what we hope for. So we're always those people of expectant faith, always with a positive attitude as to what lies ahead. Doesn't matter what, what situation sometimes we have to work through, that God has to lead us through, there's always that prospect of good things ahead, even better things than we've ever known ahead. We have those good, positive mindsets. So we speak accordingly. We speak faith. We don't speak uh, defeat and dismay and, uh, and negatively because we place our lives under the words we speak. So we speak positively because we believe positively we, we have this rich inheritance. So all we can do is to recognize that this is what God gives to us. We simply need to be in that place of surrender to him so that we are able to receive what it is his desire, what is his desire to give. I can't earn what can only be received by grace. But I can give myself to the Lord of grace so that he is able to lavish his grace upon me. And the same for you. If I withhold myself 
I'm defeating my own objective. Because, you see, it isn't that God desires to withhold anything from us, but if we withhold from him, he, in effect, withholds from us. That's how it seems. Why? Because the measure you give is the measure you get back. You reap what you sow. So God brings us to this place where we consecrate, we surrender, we submit ourselves wholeheartedly to him. Now that's not just an academic thing. It's not just a theoretical thing. You see, some of you this week are going to face the challenge of going out into the world with the gospel. It's devoting yourself to the Lord in doing that because that's what he's calling you to do. You see, we live in cloud cuckoo land. If we think we're devoted or consecrated to the Lord when we're not really surrendered and consecrated to what he asks us to do. Hello? It's easy to say, yeah, I'm consecrated to the Lord when he asks you to do things you want to do. But when it comes to doing things that may be a challenge, challenge to your faith, a challenge to the kind of person you are, even, uh, that's another matter. Are we willing to consecrate ourselves to do that? (laughs) Years ago when I was traveling all, all over the world, it was... I was away from home a great deal, and my children were very young at that time. And uh, I would be often, air travel was very, very much more expensive in those days than it is today. And therefore, you know, if you went on a trip to somewhere like Australia, New Zealand, places like that, or the Far East, you would likely be away for several weeks. And I I would be away several weeks on end, I would probably come back just for a few days and I'd be off again, as well as all the ministry that I was doing in this nation. And uh, he won't remember it, but the first words that Pastor Clive ever spoke, I ever hear him say, was bye-bye, dada, which sort of hit me because I was just about to leave for several weeks on a trip. When the first words that your, one of your children says is bye-bye, uh, you, you know, that sort of cuts to your heart. And I can remember I got on the plane, I was going to South Africa that time, and I arrived in South Africa and I felt, for the first time, I really felt homesick. And uh, I had several more weeks of ministry And so I prayed, and as I prayed, God said, I want you to get on your knees now and stay on your knees till you're rejoicing to be here and you're pleased you're not with your family. And that's the way he put it. You've got to be here, pleased that you're here, pleased that you're not with your family. So I got on my knees. I don't know how long it took, but I prayed through to that time. And you see, from that moment, I never ever again suffered from homesickness. 
because I could always rejoice, I could always praise God for being where he wanted me to be, doing what he was calling me to do. Even though in the natural, I was missing my wife and missing my children, it didn't become a burden because God had, by his grace, enabled me to rejoice to be where he wanted me doing what he wanted me to do. That's a big lesson to learn. But once you've prayed through to that kind of place, you see, you are always happy to do whatever God puts before you, even if it's something that you don't want to do. And God puts plenty of things in front of me still that I don't want to do. But, you know, needs to be done for the sake of his kingdom. So I go where he sends me and do what he tells me to do. But, you see, the point is that this, this is what consecration is all about. Consecration isn't being surrendered to the Lord for what we want. It's being surrendered to the Lord for what he wants. It's being happy to be where he wants us to be, doing what he wants us to do, all for the glory and honor and praise of his name. And yes, sometimes there's sacrifice, sometimes there's, there's going to be ways in which we will deny ourselves, have to deny ourselves personally. But the blessings far outweigh the cost. It doesn't matter what the cost of, of being faithful and obedient to the Lord is. There's, there's always, always so much more blessing. He gives so much more back than we ever give to him. We give to him whatever, and he gives good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured into our laps. So, you know, when we go into things that perhaps we, we don't find it naturally easy to do, <clears throat> we don't go out in fear, because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, right thinking, sound mind. Uh, no, we, we, we go out in trust, but we go out thanking the Lord. This is where you want me to be. This is what you want me to be doing. And of course, when, when he gets us doing things that uh, are not perhaps natural to us, that is when he expands us. He expands our faith. He expands the way in which the Spirit of God is able to work through us and in us. And so actually we benefit. We get stretched. Because if you, if you, never, if you never have to step out in faith and obedience in that way, you, your faith never grows because you don't get stretched. So God is going to stretch some of you this week. Hallelujah. But you're going to come out the other end of it with a positive result. Yes, all the fruit that is going to come out of that because you believe that God is going to cause you to be fruitful. But God is also going to bless you. He's also going to, to work stuff in you that, <clears throat> listen, that could not be worked out in any other way. See, God, when, when, when we have to face challenges and go to do stuff where we need to depend completely upon him, he does things in your life 
that he can't do while you're sitting there on a chair listening. Or even while you're standing in the middle of the hall praying. I mean, both those things are important. But why? Because ultimately they are to lead to fruit. And you don't bear the fruit sitting on the chair. You don't bear the fruit even by just praying about bearing fruit, but by going and doing what he tells you to do so that the fruit is produced. Hallelujah. All you need to remember is that you as the branch just remain in the vine, and the vine does the fruit bearing, causes the fruit bearing. The life of the Holy Spirit will flow through you, out of you. Amen. Like a river of living water, and people are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. And remember in uh, Acts 13, when they were at Antioch, the, uh, oh, let, let me read. Because you, you know what uh, happened. But uh, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. After they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Never go in your own strength, but only in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And you can only do things in the name of Jesus if you do them in the power of the Spirit. It's impossible to do anything in the name of Jesus without the Holy Spirit. So, hallelujah. Fresh anointing, fresh oil for the specific things that lie ahead of us this week. Amen. Let's all stand then, come into the middle. Hallelujah. Let's get our focus on the Lord in worship again. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pour out your heart in thankfulness for the inheritance that you have. Wow. This is an eternal inheritance. Everything that the Father has, everything that the Son has, the Holy Spirit makes known to you according to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. What a rich inheritance. Come on, let's give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now, if God has chosen to give you something, it's yours by right, and so you can thank Him for that. Thank you, Jesus. It's mine by right, not because I've earned it, but because you've chosen to give it. Praise your holy name. This is your kingdom right. 
your kingdom power, your kingdom authority. Papapara sandaria leto, papapara sandara masinama. Oh, papapara sandaria leroba. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Papapara sandaria leroba, papapara sandama. Papapara sandaria leroba, papapara sandaria leroba, papapara sinama. Come on, Lord. Come on, Master. Papapara sandaria leto, papapara sitri sandama. Papapara sandaria leto, papapara sandara masitri sandama. Kambaria leto, papapara sandaria leto, papapara sandama sinama. Om papapara sandaria leto, papapara satapariya leto, papaparama. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Papapara sandaria leto, papapapakala sitri sandama. Yes, 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 yes. Papapara sandaria lero papapara sandaria lena ma sandora basito di sandoma. O papapara sandaria lero papapara sandaria lena ma sundama. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Master. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama. Oh, papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama. Oh, papapara sadabaria lero papapara sandarama. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now, thank him that you're not only a co heir with Christ, but he has consecrated you to the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He prayed that. You are sanctified by the truth, you are consecrated by the truth. He took you to the cross. He offered you to the Father. He presented you to the Father. You do not belong to yourself but to Him. Can you thank Him for that? Come on, thank Him that not only are you a person of inheritance, you're a consecrated person. Set apart for God. Set apart for His purposes. Set apart for His glory. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama. Oh, papapara sandaria lero papapara sandaria berlinama sandama. Camparia lero papapara sandaria lero papapara sandaria lenama sandama. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pupapara sandaria leto papapara sito di sandama. Oh, mamamara sandaria leto papapara sandaria leto papapara sandama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Pupapara sandaria leto papapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
He didn't focus on the suffering and the cost. He focused on the joy. And sometimes, you know, we, we're tempted to focus on the cost of whatever God is asking us to do, especially if it's something we find challenging. But God wants us to have the focus on the joy. Hallelujah. The joy that is set before us. The joy of knowing God is going to use you in these coming days. You are going to bear fruit for the glory of the Father. Lives are going to be touched with his love, with his truth. People are going to be healed. Miracles are going to happen. Hallelujah. It's the joy that is set before us. Basta calaria letto papa papara sandaria leno ma suntama. Basta calaria letto papa papara sandaria leno ma suntama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papa papara sandaria letto pa. Oh, so just give yourself afresh to the Lord now. You know, before ever we ask to receive from Him, we always need to give to Him. Always. It's it's the way of scripture, isn't it? The measure you give is the measure you get back. So just make that f fresh surrender of yourself to him before we pray for fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Like Paul and Barnabas, you're going to receive the laying on of hands and be sent out. Hallelujah. In the power of the Spirit. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we know that your will is fulfilled not by might or power, but by your Spirit. Thank you that you're sending us out this week in the power of your Spirit. That your spirit working in us and through us will bear the fruit that will glorify your name. And we praise you, Lord. And we dare to believe that good things are going to happen in us as a result. That even as we give to you, so you will give good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We will have the joy of seeing the ways in which you are able to use us. Despite our weakness, despite all our imperfections, you are still able to work in us and through us for your divine glory. And we praise you and we bless you. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Papapara sandaria leto papapara sandama. Palandaria leto papapara sitari sandarama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papapara sandaria leto papapara. Fresh oil, Lord. Fresh oil, fresh anointing. Fresh empowering. We praise you for it. We thank you for it. 
papapara sandaria leto papaparama. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Master. Come on, Lord. Come on, Father. Papapapara sandaria leto papapara sandama. Basta calaria leto papapapara situdi sandama. Oh, papapara sandaria leto papapapara satabakala sitaba. Come on, Master. Papapapara sandaria leto papapapara sandama. Oh, papapara sandaria leto papapapara sandaria leto papapapara sandama. Oh, papapara sandaria leto papapapakala situdi sandama. Oh, papapapapara sandaria leto papapapara sitama. Yes, 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 yes. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Suturi satari eletu papapapara satabari eletu papapara zandama. Papapara sandari eletu papapara zandama. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Papapara sandari eletu papapara zandama. Oh, papapapara sandari eletu papapapapa kalasandari elenama. Oh, papapapa kalasandama. Now, Look with the eyes of faith. See yourself as a branch in the vine. And see all that wonderful fruit on your branch. And thank God for it. Thank God for the fruit. Even before, even before you see these things happen, you're going to be fruitful this week. Amen. So thank God. Believe that you have received it. And it will be yours. Hallelujah. So Lord, we thank you for the fruit. We thank you for every life that is going to be touched. But we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to form in us at the same time. So that this mission week will be filled, will be followed by every week being a mission week, that we realize we're always on mission, that we're never not on mission. Hallelujah. We're part of your kingdom purposes, and we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We bless your holy name. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.